Hello, and welcome to the Shoemaker's Library. I'm your host, Kenneth Roman. Today, I'll be reading Edgar Allan Poe's poem, The Raven, in honor of Halloween 2020. It has not been the October we wanted, but I hope us at the library can scare up some good fun for you. We have hundreds of scary stories and movies for you to check out and discover here at the library. For teens, I'm running a teen fall learning program that runs until mid-November. Please contact the library for more information if you're interested or know teens that are. So I decided to lend my podcast to the effort of making this Halloween a little bit more spooky. Keep an ear out for following podcast episodes dealing with my favorite scary stories and horror movies, as well as a Halloween-themed digital escape room that can be found on the library website later this October. Now to the main attraction. Published in 1845, The Raven is one of Poe's most well-known works and gave him great notoriety in his day. It's a poem that explores the struggle and fear between wanting to remember and wanting to forget. Please enjoy The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered, weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. "'Tis some visitor,' I muttered, tapping at my chamber door, only this and nothing more. Ah, distantly I remember, it was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the morrow, vainly I had sought to borrow from my books surcease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore, for the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels named Lenore, nameless here forevermore. And the silken, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before, so that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating, "'Tis some visitor entering entrance at my chamber door, some late visitor entering entrance at my chamber door. This it is, and nothing more.'" Presently my soul grew stronger, hesitantly, then no longer, "'Sir, said I, or, Madam, truly your forgiveness I implore, but the fact is I was napping, and so gently you came rapping, and so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door, that I scarce was sure I heard you. Here I opened wide the door. Darkness there, and nothing more.' Deep into the darkness peering, long I stood there, wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams no mortal ever dared to dream before. But the silence was unbroken, and the stillness gave me token, and the only word there spoken was the whispered word, Lenore. This I whispered, and an echo murmured back the word, Lenore. Merely this, and nothing more. Back into the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning, soon again I heard a tapping, somewhat louder than before. Surely, said I, surely that is something at my window lattice. Let me see, then, what that at is, and this mystery explore. Let my heart be still a moment, and this mystery explore. Tis the wind, and nothing more. 
Open here I flung the shutter, when with many a flirt and flutter, in there stepped a stately raven of the saintly days of yore. Not the least obedience made he, not a minute stopped or stayed he, but with mien of lord or lady perched above my chamber door, perched upon a bust of palace just above my chamber door, perched and sat, and nothing more. Then this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling, by the grave and stern decorum of the countenance it wore, thou thy crest be shorn or shaven, thou, I said, art sure no craven, ghostly grim and ancient raven, wandering from the nightly shore. Tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's plutonium shore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Much I marveled, this ungainly fowl, to hear discourse so plainly, thou its answer little meaning, little relevancy bore, for what cannot help agreeing that no living human being even yet was blessed with seeing bird above his chamber door, bird or beast upon the sculpted bust above his chamber door, with such a name as nevermore. But that raven, sitting lonely on the placid bust, spoke only that one word, as if his soul in that one word he did outpour, nothing farther than he uttered, not a feather that he fluttered, till I scarcely more than uttered, other friends have flown before, on the morrow he will leave me, as my hope have flown before, then the bird said, nevermore. Startled at the stillness broken by reply so aptly spoken, doubtless, said I, what it utters is its only stock and store, caught from some unhappy master whom unmerciful disaster followed fast and followed faster, till his songs one burden bore, till the dregs of his hope that mercilessly burden bore of never, never more. But the raven, still beguiling all my fancy into smiling, straight I wheeled a cushioned seat in front of bird and bust and door. Then upon the velvet sinking, I betook myself to linking, fancy unto fancy, thinking what this ominous bird of yore, what this grim, ungainly, ghostly, gaunt, and ominous bird of yore meant in croaking nevermore. This I sat engaged in guessing, but no syllable expressing to the fowl whose fiery eyes now burned into my bosom's core. This and more I sat divining, with my head at ease reclining on the cushion's velvet lining that the lamplight gloated over, but whose velvet violet lining with the lamplight gloating over, she shall press, ah, nevermore. Then, methought, the air grew denser, perfumed from an unseen censer, swung by seraphim, whose footfalls tinkled on the tufted floor. Wretch, I cried, thy God hath lent thee, by these angels he hath sent thee, respite, respite, and neraphim from thy memories of Lenore. Quaff, alf, quaff this kind neraphim, and forget this lost Lenore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, whether tempter sent or whether tempest tossed thee here ashore, desolate yet all undaunted, on this desert land enchanted, on this home by horror haunted, tell me truly, I implore, is there, is there blame in Gilead? Tell me, tell me, I implore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, 
said I, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, by the heaven that bends above us, by the God we both adore, tell this soul with sorrow laden, if within the distant Aden it shall clasp a sainted maiden whom the angels named Lenore. Clasp a rare and radiant maiden whom the angels named Lenore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Be that word our sign of parting, bird or fiend, I shrieked, upstarting. Get thee back into the tempest and the night's plutonium shore. Leave no black plume as a token of that lie thy soul hath spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken. Quit the bust above my door. Take your beak from out my heart and take thy form from off my door. Quoth the raven, nevermore. And the raven, never flitting, still is sitting, still is sitting, on the pallid bust of Pallas just above my chamber door, and his eyes have all the seeing of a demon's that is dreaming, and the lamp lights over him streaming throws his shadow on the floor, and my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be lifted nevermore. Thank you for listening to the Shoemaker's Library.